Hey, thanks for joining us today. This is Emilio Despirito, and this is the Despirito Team Real Estate Podcast. We've got a great show lined up for you today. In the studio, we have Patricia Raskin, our co-host. Welcome back to the show, Patricia. And we have a special guest on air with us today. It's no other than Barry Habib with MBS Highway. If you don't know that name, Barry has been ranked as one of the top housing economists in the country. This gentleman knows his stuff. You can actually catch him on his website at mbshighway.com, mbshighway.com. I strongly urge any real estate and mortgage professionals to check that out. Without further ado, Barry, welcome back to the show. Emilio, how are you? Patricia, good to be here. And thank thank you. you. Thank you for the kind introduction. You know, I actually won the Crystal Ball Award for being the... uh, top real estate forecaster in the U.S., so that was really quite the honor from both Zillow and Pulsonomics. That's amazing. And, you know, we follow what you say closely. A lot of the major banks and uh, and players in the industry do. So we've got several questions for you. I'm sure our, our, our listeners would love to have answered. So, um, Barry, the market is kind of shifting. Would you agree? You know, it feels like it, it's slowing down a little bit. When you talk about the market, I'm presuming you're talking about the real estate and housing market, right? Oh, yes. I should have specified that. Yes. So, so real estate and housing is still very healthy, and we, we are seeing annual gains. So when you look at the annual gains, again, real estate, we all know is local, but you have to look at it, you know, where are we specifically talking? So if we're looking at a national level, we're seeing annual gains in housing still over 5%, and that's appreciation. Mm-hmm. Now, Sales in many areas are slowing. There's obviously some reasons for that. We've seen interest rates move up a little bit. But there, it seems that there is a more pronounced slowdown of late. Now, is that part of the time of year? Mm-hmm. Of course, yes. But in addition to that, while that is a, a cyclical portion, there are things that are occurring that are slowing things down. Now, on a month-over-month basis, the most recent data says we're still seeing prices appreciate just at a slower level. There are a couple of markets around the country, like Seattle, mm-hmm. who has had a huge run-up, and Chicago, that are seeing some very modest price declines. And that's an important distinction. You know, you oftentimes have people get confused between slower appreciation and prices actually declining. Mm-hmm. So if you're traveling down the highway and you're going at 60 miles an hour, and there's a little traffic ahead and you slow down, you're still moving forward. If you go to 20 miles an hour, you're still moving forward. Absolutely. And that's what we're kind of seeing here for most of the market. It's just a slowdown. It's very different than stopping your car, throwing it in reverse, and going backwards. That would be price depreciation. And for the vast majority of the country, we're not there. Now, a lot of people offer reasons for this. A lot of people say, well, you know, maybe it's affordability. Uh, Maybe it's interest rates going up. Well, you know, interest rates have come down a little bit as well. They're still at good levels. And affordability, quite frankly, hasn't changed that dramatically. In fact, people are making a little bit more money. The labor market is strong. Interest rates, as I mentioned, have gone up somewhat modestly, but not crazy. Mm -hmm. So what is causing this? And it's something that people aren't really looking at and nobody's talking about, but I'll tell you what the answer is. It's the stock market. On a relative basis, we have the greatest portion of assets in things like stocks than ever before when when you compare them to disposable income. There's a relationship of 700% of disposable income is in, in assets like the stock market. So we're going to be very sensitive to a pullback in stocks like we've seen. Sure. And many people are invested in a lot of the stocks that have been high flyers, your Facebooks, your Apples, your Googles, your Netflix, things of that, Amazons, things of that nature that 
have really pulled back rather significantly. So it used to be you used to get a quarterly statement and you'd see a drop or a monthly statement and you'd see a drop and you'd say, oh, now you can look at your phone and see how your portfolio is performing in real time. And somebody who had significant assets in a portfolio, seeing them drop, Amelia, they're going to look at that and they're going to be a little less confident when it comes to buying a home. And I think you're seeing some of that right now. We're looking ahead to 2019 and still seeing a very strong year for housing, Mm -hmm. even though the rates of appreciation will probably be lower. But don't be fooled. Even lower rates of appreciation can create enormous amounts of wealth over time. Barry, I have a question. Um, The aging population, 65 plus, are the fastest growing population in the country. And here in Rhode Island, people 85 plus, it's the fastest growing in the country here. Is that affecting the housing market? Is, is, you know, are the baby, the vast number of baby boomers, is that affecting what you would see happening in the future for real estate? Okay, so, so the first thing is there's an important distinction to make. So on a percentage basis, you are dead on, 100% correct. Those are very fast-growing and faster-growing levels. But when you take a look at sheer numbers and sheer population growth, the amount of people, the largest population segment that's growing is going to be those that are between 19 and 36. So that is the largest population segment in numbers, but not in percentage, okay? Mm -hmm. So yes, your answer, your question, and and your thoughts are 100% right. We are seeing this causing some demographic shifts and impacting housing, because what's happening is is those individuals that are are reaching higher ages have different housing needs. Mm -hmm. And what they're looking at is, do I need to have a little bit of a smaller house, a little bit smaller expenses? I don't need those extra bedrooms. So their demographics are changing. Fortunately, the millennial generation is reaching a, a level to which they are occupying some of those homes because they actually are reaching levels where either they're becoming first-time home buyers or move-up home buyers. Mm-hmm. So we're seeing that. But your question provokes a lot of thought and something very interesting in that how do we handle the biggest problem facing the real estate industry today in that move-up buyer, which is, you know, I want to move up to that home. So let's take an example. I bought a home a few years ago. Maybe it was something like $300,000 a few years back. Now it's appreciated. It's done so well because we've seen booming appreciation. Now it's maybe 375 or 380. Mm-hmm. That's not unlike much of the country has seen. And when I bought that home, let's just say I put 10 or 20% down. So I've got a 240 mortgage or a 270 mortgage, and I got it at a rate of 3.5%. Now mm-hmm. what I'd like to do is I'd like to move up to a nicer home. So remember, that home today that I own is worth, let's call it 375 or 380. Mm-hmm. But in order for me to see a much nicer home, give me that extra bedroom I need, I just had a child, I need the extra bedroom or I'm doing a little better at work, I wanna get something nicer. Now I've gotta look at something pretty darn close to 500,000. And if I take the money out of my old home, I take the equity out that I've made, put it in the new home, I'm probably looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of a $400,000 mortgage. So that's a much greater mortgage than I originally took out at 240 or 270. Mm-hmm. And I'm giving up 3.5% and going to 5%. And when I look at the numbers, I'm saying, whoa, wait a minute. I've got some payment shock there. <laughs> that's a big issue that's facing the market today. Sure is. And what we have to do is act as advisors. And we have to look at and debt managers. And fortunately or unfortunately, that same individual probably racked up some car loans. They probably racked up a bunch of credit card debt. And here's the answer. Mm-hmm. The answer is take out a larger mortgage on the new home. Use some of that equity in your home instead of putting 
in, in your current home, and instead of using it for down payment, use it for debt consolidation. Mm-hmm. And then you could really bridge right. that gap. But so many people are overlooking that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good advice. Yeah, that's Very that's great advice. advice. You know, Barry, we were talking in an earlier segment mm-hmm. about how some of our clients, instead of when they sell their home to downsize, they are taking their money and they are putting it all into their home. So what we're suggesting is that they take out a mortgage, a 30-year mortgage, because there's no, they can't discriminate on age. Somebody could be 90 and pull out a 30-year mortgage. It's fixed payments. So we suggest they put at least 20% down, and then they take that other money that they have, the rest of their proceeds, or not, not all of it, but a good chunk of it if they can, and, and buy a multifamily home that is generating income where they can actually live and offset their 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 home, you know, with that payment. What are your th- what are your thoughts on that? Have you ever heard of that before? We've actually done this and I've seen success. So, Emilio, I think that's really smart. Um, the thing of it is, is that as someone who has owned a lot of real estate and rented it out in the past, I understand that it comes with a set of challenges. Sure. You know, there are repairs that need to be contemplated. You have to contemplate that not everyone who's a tenant is going to be a nice tenant, whether that means they don't take care of the property or whether they don't make payments in a timely manner. And all the laws that are out there are pretty much to protect that individual from being thrown out in the street. So if you're talking about somebody here who is a bit further on in age, they may not have the stomach or mindset or resources Mm -hmm. to be able to manage something like this. That doesn't mean that there are other outside sources that can take that over, but at least needs to be contemplated. In theory, I love your idea. I think your idea is actually brilliant, but we have to remember that that idea needs to be matched up with an individual who can do those things and and can handle a situation like that. So sometimes what's the best thing financially isn't always the best thing for you when your head hits the pillow at night. Right? Well, so so that we, we have to kind of make a, a nice blend between the two. So I like where you're going, though. I like what you're saying in that you have to think just like you and Patricia are mentioning here that think outside the box. Don't take all your money and put it in the home. So the first place I'd look actually is what debts do I have? Mm-hmm. Let's pay those debts off. And now here's the thing that's interesting. Somebody might say, and people listening to what I just said earlier about reducing your debts and taking out a bigger mortgage, mm-hmm. they might say, hey, you know what, guys, that sounds pretty good in theory, but are we doing the right thing here by taking shorter-term debt and putting it into a longer-term instrument? Hmm, that's mm-hmm. a great question, right? That should be asked. Well, the answer is this. In almost every case, you'd save a lot of interest, but the real magic occurs with just a little bit of discipline. Take that money that you'd be saving. And instead of putting it in your pocket, okay, just Mm -hmm. instead of putting it in your pocket, what I would suggest you do is I would suggest you take that money and you prepay your mortgage. In other words, pay down your mortgage on a more accelerated basis. Sure. You would be shocked. Well, I know you guys know this because you guys are the experts and you teach people this all the time. But the average individual will be totally shocked by the huge amount of wealth that gets created. And if I may just say one more thought process on this, not just on a purchase. Hey, look, let's let's imagine this for a minute, okay? Mm -hmm. So there's somebody who bought their home a few years back, 
and, and let's just say it's a four hundred thousand dollar home, and today it's worth let's say four eighty, four ninety. They bought it in two thousand fourteen, and and they were all happy. They got a three and a half percent mortgage. In fact, they're bragging to their friends. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I got the bottom of the market. I I picked the right mortgage. I did great. But that same person's gone out and they've racked up some credit cards because they're a normal human being, mm-hmm. and they've got some car loans, so they've got these debts as well. But they're making their payments. They're comfortable. They're sitting on their couch. They're having a diet coke and a bag of chips, and they're not even thinking about what to do. Meanwhile, you call them up, and you can offer them a rate of, let's call it, five and a quarter percent. Mm-hmm. Now, why in the world would this person give up three and a half to five and a quarter? You know why? Because what you're going to do is you're going to do some debt consolidation. So by paying off all their debts, you could pull out some money out of their home. So mm-hmm. you could pull out, let's say, $25,000 cash, pay off all their debts, and save them on what they're paying, 600 bucks a month. Absolutely. They haven't done anything different. They're just sitting on their couch having a bag of chips, and you're going to save them 600 bucks a month and give them $25,000 in cash, all from taking them from 35 to 5.25%. But wait a minute. How about if we said this? Mr. and Mrs. Customer, you're happy making the payments you're making. Make the same payment you're making right now. Same payment. Mm-hmm. Don't change anything. Let's take the savings I'm going to give you and make the same payment that you were making on all your debts on your new mortgage, which means you're going to be paying it down about 600 bucks a month. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to pay that new mortgage off in 15 years. So I want you to think about how old you are today, how old you're going to be in 15 years, Mm -hmm. and think about at that point in time how nice it's going to feel not to have any mortgage debt. Oh, and wait a minute. We're going to save you $115,000 in interest. But best of all, best of all, you'll have an extra, extra $240,000 in net worth equity. That's a lot of money. an extra $240,000? Could, could, would that help you with your two younger kids that you're worried to death like the rest of us are? Mm-hmm. How am I going to pay for their college? How am I going to get through my retirement? And you're not changing anything. You're making the same payment that you're making right now while you're having that bag of chips and Diet Coke on your couch. You changed nothing mm-hmm. except for one thing. Hold on a second. I gave you $25,000 cash you didn't have in your hand before. <laughs> All from going from three and a half to five and a quarter percent. See, see team, here's the deal. It is so much more expensive to have the best rate on the wrong strategy mm-hmm. than to mm-hmm. go to see an advisor like you guys mm-hmm. and have the wrong, a competitive rate on the right game plan and strategy for the rest of their life, because it is life-changing. Mm-hmm. You know, Barry, those are some really great points, and we appreciate that. And there's, not, there's never a one-size-fits-all, and, you know, going quickly back, and I appreciate you sharing that with us. It makes a lot of sense. And going back briefly to talk about how we have clients that are purchasing a home using a mortgage instead of dumping all of their cash into brick and mortar, we then educate them on the the opportunity of owning an investment property that's going to appreciate, that's going to pay for itself. And you had brought up something extremely brilliant, and that's a an objection that we get often is, you know what, I don't want the risk of having tenants. I don't want to have to deal with the repairs. I don't want to have to deal with this and that. So what we do is we have a local property management company here that is extremely reputable, and we guarantee our clients that we are going to find them a rate of return um, on their on their initial investment between 15 and 20%, which more than covers the turnover as well as most, if not all, of their mortgage taxes and insurance. So we have a system set in place for this, and it's been working absolutely phenomenal. So if they go that route, Barry, or if they go the route that you suggested, uh, you know, either a, a refi and pull some money out, cash out refi, I think both are great, and they both have their their separate applications at where they would. I love work what best. you're saying. I Thank love you. what you're saying because you know you you you've already 
thought well in advance. You're three steps ahead, brother, like you always are, and you're thinking about, okay, you've already contemplated the fact that not everybody's going to want to do this management, so you figured that out. You've got a solution for it at a, uh, at a cost that is, is going to be dwarfed by the benefits that you receive between appreciation and amortization. Uh, this is, this is a, a really, really good way to go. And amortization, don't overlook it, anybody who's listening, because it has an amazing effect. It's tax-free, it's guaranteed, and over time, by having that tenant come in, or a couple of tenants in the suggestion that you have for the multifamily, create that amortization wealth for you. Just take a minute and do the amortization schedule and look seven, eight, ten years down the road. Look at how much in tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars that you're going to benefit from amortization, and that's the one nobody talks about. Now, appreciation was mentioned here, and let's talk about this because we're saying, okay, what happens to the housing market? What happens going forward? What happens if there's a recession? Mm-hmm. Now, you know me. I've been very much, I've been on TV. I've talked about a lot of this, saying that we do anticipate a recession happening in 2020. I feel pretty confident about that. So what does that mean? Well, housing, historically speaking, if you look at the last six recessions, it has done very well during recessions. Why? Mm-hmm. Because interest rates decline. Historically, interest rates decline as, as, as everyone tries to stimulate growth by lower interest rates. And that has had a very beneficial effect on housing because it kind of counter levels, levers the other and offsets the other issues that are in the economy. So mm-hmm. it's going to present refinance opportunities. So I want you to think about that if you're taking a mortgage today. You're going to have an opportunity to refinance the mortgage you're taking today over the next couple of years, two, three years. So think about that opportunity. So don't pay a lot of upfront fees. Actually, look at higher rates with lower fees or inclusive of closing costs than lower rates. I know it's counterintuitive, but it's really the smart decision to make because of the refinance opportunity that's coming. Yeah, now, here's the other thing that you need to think about as well, is that when you look at why there's going to be a recession, so I just mm-hmm. made a big statement saying there's going to be a recession. I've said this for a long time, that 2020 has been our target. So why? A couple of things. Number one, there's been a lot of talk about the inverted yield curve. What does that mean? That longer, shorter term maturities mm-hmm. are yielding higher than longer term maturities. And if you're listening, you know, it doesn't make sense to you if you think about it, right? So, so the higher the rate means higher risk. So the longer I lock up my money, there's a better chance that more bad things will happen. Like if you went to the bank, if you're listening, you went to the bank and you say, okay, let me put my money in a two-year CD versus a 10-year CD. You expect a higher rate of return mm-hmm. for the 10-year, for locking up your money 10 years because you're risking taking that money and putting it aside for 10 years, right? So you expect a higher rate of return. So that's what normally would occur. That's a normal yield curve. But what if the two-year were giving you a higher rate of return than the 10-year? Mm-hmm. Well, that's what would happen in the treasury markets and every time that happens, Within about a year, year and a half, you see a recession. This isn't the cause of recession. This is kind of like when you get sniffles, you're probably thinking that you might get a cold. Well, the real root of the cause is the cold. And you should relate that to what the other great indicator is since World War II. It's 100% correlation with recessions. Hmm. Actually, you can go beyond that. What is that? Every time the unemployment rate bottoms and starts to move up, every single time. That's interesting. Within a year, every time. And we're now at 3.7% unemployment. Eventually, when it turns higher, you're going to see a recession probably in 2020. That's amazing. We appreciate you explaining all of that and sharing your expertise with us. 
And uh, unfortunately, we have to cut to a commercial break. But Barry, we really enjoy having you on the show. And uh, again, for our listeners, if you want to look up Barry Habib and check out his uh, projections, his work, and all of that, you can go ahead and go to mbshighway.com. I strongly suggest for any real estate professional to go ahead and check and follow Barry out, mbshighway.com. Barry, thank you very much and um, wish you a really great holiday season. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year, healthy one. Thank you for having me. Merry Christmas, Barry. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, everybody. I'm Emilio Despirito. That was a really great segment. You've been listening to the Despirito Team Real Estate Podcast. We just had Barry Habib with MBS Highway, top-ranked real estate economist on the show. Stay tuned. We've got a lot of fantastic stuff to talk about next. We're talking downsizing with GMATs moving and storage. We'll be right back here. News Radio 920 and 1047 FM. Hey, welcome back to the Despirito Team Real Estate Podcast here on News Radio 920 and 104.7. Thanks for tuning in. If this is the first time you've ever tuned into the show, this show is all about real estate and learning how to leverage the American dream in all different aspects. So we bring on top-tier professionals in all different real estate-related and business um, fields to talk with you and educate you here. So inside the studio with us, we have Ashley Borden with Residential Mortgage Services. Welcome to the show, Thank Ashley. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And we have Patricia Raskin, our co-host, local celebrity, <laughs> actually international celebrity. Oh, thank you. Patricia Raskin. Thank you. <laughs> Great to have both of you ladies here. So um, the segment that we, what we wanted to talk about today was minimizing to maximize. And I think this is going to speak to a lot of our listeners, Ashley. I think this is a brilliant subject. Thank you for bringing it to the table. Thank you. So when we talk about minimizing to maximize, we're talking about the next step in a person's life when they're entering the golden years. We're Mm -hmm. talking about the sale of their home to downsize into maybe their final stomping grounds. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, um, the norm is to make a sale or a profit and dump that into a house and pay cash for a home and live debt free. Mm -hmm. However, we're talking about maybe an alternative idea where financial advisors would agree to diversify their Mm -hmm. assets, not only into stocks, bonds, 401ks, but essentially real estate. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about minimize to maximize, we're saying instead of taking all of your cash flow from that sale, why don't we dump 20% into your primary residence purchase, Mm -hmm. keep the enough liquid assets aside to maximize your other investments. And when I'm talking about investments, investing that and leveraging that into multifamily investment properties where we can earn passive income and also have an asset that will appreciate over time. Absolutely brilliant. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, my only thought is, you know, if I'm a baby boomer, which I am, sure, and I, um, I do want to downsize, and I like your idea, but the first thing I think of is how am I going to maintain this multifamily house? I don't want, I don't want to do that. Oh, of course, because people are going into the golden years. They want to sell off their toys and their trucks and their cars, and they want to simplify their life, and that's a fear. I mean. Baby boomer or millennial, that's a fear. Who wants to really babysit? (laughs) But fortunately, we are a team and we work as a concierge to our clients where we can offer property management companies Mm -hmm. where they can maintain the property, they can manage the rental income coming in. You're working close with a real estate professional so that we can really take the risk and that nervousness and responsibility out of it. You know, Ashley, that's a really solid point. And I've actually worked with clients in the past that have used this type 
type of approach. It's pretty outside of the box, and people are always concerned about the risk. You know, they are downsizing. They're looking to downsize their their what they think is liabilities. Sure. But instead, what they're doing is they're pouring all of their money into a home. But what about the just in case fund? What about if somebody in your family needs money and you have to they they need to borrow money? You don't want that all locked up in a home. So our suggestion with what Ashley was saying, which our previous clients have done in the past is they've purchased a home 20% down. Now they're not paying mortgage insurance or anything like that. And they're paying a fixed payment every month. Aside from that, we help them buy an investment property. Now, why would we go that route? Simple. Stock market is crazy right now. Why are you going to pour your money into the stock market when real estate has always given a return on investment over time? Sure. Okay. Also, you will have an appreciating asset in that in that piece of real estate, that multifamily, right? Correct. And you're going to be getting rents in. The money's making itself. And we're going to guarantee we'll find you at least a 15% return on investment on your money every year, which then again is going to pay your other mortgage payment. Now you're, you're essentially living debt free. You're living debt free. Mm-hmm. It's a fantastic idea. We can work the numbers out with our listeners if they're curious. 401 359 2338. Emilio, are multifamily homes in demand? Is that is there a need for that? Huge demand right now. Yes, that's yeah. the important part. Yeah. Because with the stock market, you don't know where it's going. It's up and it's down. Yeah. But this is a steady demand. There's always a steady Absolutely. demand. And it's also, mm-hmm. too, it's really important to find the right property. The numbers have to work. As you said, you know, you can go up to 15, 20% return on investment. Yeah. But think about on average, like I was thinking about Pawtucket, and someone can buy a multifamily home right now for about 250000 Correct. Their initial investment in it would be about a 25% down payment with some closing costs. So call it about seventy grand. They're what average fair market rents about a thousand. Yeah, a thousand, sometimes more. So I mean, your mortgage payment's going to be close to fifteen hundred. You're bringing in three thousand for passive, you know, income. So you're left with a fifteen, you know, hundred dollar a month profit essentially each month, where you can take that, help leverage your other bills, or you know, reinvest that into maybe stocks and bonds or other investment mm-hmm. properties. And that fifteen hundred you mentioned is a number that includes taxes, the, insurance, and what about property management fees? That's all all included in that 15% return on investment. Okay. So so again, and, and to back up what Ashley is saying, we the 15 is the lowest that we'll get somebody in because 15% should be enough to cover a good chunk, if not most all, of the mortgage in the home that they're downsizing to. If we can get them 20, even better. But ultimately, we're just looking to cover all of their expenses. Mm-hmm. So they're basically living debt-free. Now, there's other things that come in, 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 sure. in with it, like um, vacancies and whatnot. But the property management company is going to fill those because there's more people that need homes than there are homes available. Of That's course. important. What about repairs? On the houses? Well, the property management company can maintain it because the one that we use is Nexus Property Management. It's experienced and they have a proven track record. So many clients use them. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we're just picking somebody out of the phone book either. But I mean, a lot of times too is from the mortgage point of view, after I say, okay, after initial investment, maybe take the first three years and instead of, you know, taking that monthly income or passive income that you're making, stockpile that into a bank account and save up for unnecessary repairs as well. Mm -hmm. So create a padding. And not to mention, you know, we also want to set them up with financial advisors, state attorneys, 
um, to maybe put things in trust so they do have something to pass on to their heirs, um, hook them up with CPAs that can talk about the tax benefits. So you're saying diversify. Absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, real estate is what we're really talking about. Yeah. Passive income will help anyone, you know, feel a little bit more secure in their retirement years. And it's not for everybody, okay? So what I, what I would strongly suggest, if you are thinking about making any kind of move and you listen to this show weekly, yeah. give give me a call. I'll connect you with these ladies here. I'll connect you with our, our team, our extended team. We're going to guide you right, okay? And if we can't help you, we're going to let you know. 401-359-2338. It usually comes few and far between where we can't help you. I believe we can. 401-359-2338. It's interesting. um, In in the place that I live, the person who's the property manager, I was talking to her one day, and she said, they own properties. And you know, they live simply, but this is what she understands. And I talked about the stock market with her. This was about a year ago. And she said, I don't do any of that because I don't understand it. I understand real estate. I understand a piece of land. Yeah, and tangible. that's where I put my money. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I and I remembered that. Yeah. I think that's a really smart, I mean, think about it. I do mortgages, finance, you know, the financial piece of it. I would sit down with the financial advisor and also, you know, again, work with the team and maybe I figure out this is the best move. Maybe it's not, like Emilio said, it's not for everyone, but we're saying um, definitely think about the concept of minimizing to maximize. Absolutely. You get an immediate return on investment and you can take that to the bank because if you put your money in the bank, you're earning what, three, three point two five. You're losing money. You really are losing money. It's sitting there. The bank is using your money, lending it out to other people that are leveraging the real estate market like you should. 401-359-2338. Let me get you in touch with Ashley Borden with Residential Mortgage Services. And uh, let's let's discuss your specific situation to see if we can tailor a plan for you. It's not one size fits all, but we will figure something out. We'll customize. I want you guys to stay tuned because we have Barry Habib with MBS Highway. If you don't know that name, he is one of the top ranked economists in the country. Everybody's talking about the housing market right now. Everyone's concerned. We brought on a top gun to tell you what's going on. Ashley, thank you so much for joining us. Patricia, thanks for being here. Guys, I'm excited. Stay tuned. We'll be right back here on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Despirito Team Real Estate Podcast. We're here for you. We're talking about the American dream. We're telling you and teaching you how to leverage it and giving you all the tips and advice that you need, bringing on the big guns in all the different industries. In the studio with us, we have our co-host, Patricia Raskin. Thank you so much for being here, <laughs> Patricia. And we have our special guest here, George Metz with GMetz Moving and Storage. And the big topic today is downsizing, George. Yep. I would imagine you do a number of relocation and downsize moves, right? We do. Um, I would say probably 25% of what we do throughout the year is um, helping people downsize, whether going into a um, 50 plus community mm-hmm. or a retirement situation, um, elderly communities and things like that. So we, we deal with downsizing, uh, reconfiguring, uh, one to downsize to make the property sellable because a lot of the times that's why they're they're downsizing, mm-hmm. uh, getting out of the situation they're in. And then there's other times where 
you know, that five-bedroom house where they had all the kids, they don't need that anymore. Uh, the kids are now adults on their own with their own kids. So you really don't need the five-bedroom house anymore. You need the, the two-bedroom or three-bedroom uh, for the family to come in as guests. Um, so you have to think about really um, how you're going to downsize, what type of furniture you're going to bring with you, what is needed. Um, do you want to keep the antique heirlooms that have been passed down and use those in a guest room? Or are you going to um, potentially buy newer furniture, um, have, have us pick it up during the move? Are you going to have that stuff delivered to the new location? So there's a lot of um, moving parts um, during a move, never mind on the downside. George, how do you help them decide? I mean, is that your job? I so mean- so we help with that. Um, depending on where they're going, if they're going into a retirement community on that side of it, we have project managers that can go in, help them measure, help them understand what can or cannot fit okay. um, You know, in the retirement communities. Uh, and again, I know I'm specifically talking about retirement communities. But there, they want to make sure that it's uh, wheelchair accessible, walker accessible, and then also stretcher accessible. So you want to make sure that there's over 38 inches of space between the wall and a bureau yep. um, for, for access. So that way, again, people can move around in wheelchairs if they need to, or, or walkers, um, or, or again, uh, stretchers if needed. So on the, on the senior side, we do that. On the residential side, we try to help out as much as possible. A lot of the times what happens is the customers aren't aware that we provide that service. Mm-hmm. So on move day, we have the 10 pounds of stuff in the truck going into a five pound space. Um, the So really it's what fits best, uh, but we always try to walk them through it, make them understand, um, again, if they have a five bedroom home going into a three bedroom, there's gonna be leftover yeah. stuff. Where are you gonna put it? Are you gonna put it in the garage? Do you want it to go to a consignment shop? Do you want it to come back to our offsite storage? Um, so there's a lot of options that when when we get to that point, we can go over with the customer, but every customer has a difference of uh, what's going on. What do you find is the, the main concern people have? When you come in, yep. is it, I've got too much stuff, I don't know what to do, will this all fit? Are you gonna be able to pack that beautiful piece of china you know, and not break right, it? Right. I mean, it, what, what are the concerns? Mainly the concerns most of the time are, how how is it going to affect um, us moving on X day if we have to get rid of um, a, a living room, a bedroom? They, they're concerned about how the process is going to work and how well it's going to work when it happens. Um, so they are concerned with, are the movers going to show up on time? Mm-hmm. Are, are the movers going to understand that just because we're moving and, and downsizing that we need these five antiques to be taken care mm-hmm. of. So mm-hmm. again, every client is a little bit different and have their own unique uh, worries and woes. Mm-hmm. Um, what happens if my closing gets pushed back for this downsize? Um, so the, the the concerns are always, well, what happens with the weather? Uh, are they gonna show up if it snows? We show up. Um, how, so, how does, Emilio, how does the real estate agent work, fit in here in terms of working with the moving company? Well, basically, a lot of it is timelines and setting your client's expectations. So that is a great question. And it happens all of the time. That's why we like to work with companies like GMATs. And, you know, George has a real great niche in the industry here in Rhode Island and Massachusetts because they specialize in moving residential. That's why we refer our clients to George. um, And they've been absolutely fantastic. They don't require a deposit. They uh, will store our clients' items for free of charge for two weeks weeks in their 
Uh, We're up to a month now for your clients. Wow, up, up to a month. Up to a month, and yep. they've been fantastic. We've gotten a lot of great reviews, and they understand the timelines behind real estate. Things are always changing. You need a company like GMATS to help you move. If you want to get in touch with George and have any questions at all, please give me a call. I'll put you in touch with the man himself, 401 359 2338. Again, 401 359 2338. And uh, make sure that you are well taken care of in your move. Even if you're not using my team, I strongly suggest these guys. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, So, George, yeah, fantastic. Uh, What's your website? Why don't you throw it out there? Website is gmetsmoving, G-M-E-T-Z, moving.com. And uh, all of our contact information is on there, whether it's uh, you want to do an online request and uh, get a quote started that way. Or, again, you could always find our contact information for emails, phone numbers, and anything else that you need to uh, start your process. And, of course, don't forget to hear the podcast on despiritoteam.com. And on the line with us, we've got Jennifer Jaber with riblogger.com talking about the top five events here in Rhode Island. Jen, welcome back to the Despirito Team podcast show. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. What's what's happening? So if you're looking for the perfect ski or snowboard getaway, the Ocean Mist and RI Sports Tour is offering a trip to Mount Snow on January 25th. Um, the package includes full-day lift tickets, round-trip coach transportation, a morning refreshments, an opera ski party with harpoon pickup and drop-off from the mist, and it's mm-hmm. $129 a person, so it's a great stress-free way to uh, go ski for the day. Nice. New Year's Eve is almost here, so be sure to check out our latest blog with 50-plus ways to celebrate, but we'll just mention four quickly. Um, New Year's Eve 28 at Bar Louie will be hosting a black-and-white masquerade party. There'll be music, food, drinks, champagne toast, party favors, and a specialty cocktail. Admission is $20, and mm-hmm. Masquerade Mask is encouraged. Nice. The Malt of Barley will also be hosting a New Year's Eve disco party with no cover charge. There'll be special disco-themed cocktails, music, champagne toast at midnight, and uh, dancing all night long. The Trap and the Safe House in East Greenwich will be holding a New Year's Eve black and gold masquerade red carpet party. There'll be live music from Townline. At the Safe House, and DJ Face will be at the trap at 9, and there'll also be a photo booth, drink specials, and a complimentary champagne toast at midnight. And last but not least, 41 North presents New Year's Eve Gatsby style, which sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm dressed in your finest attire and feel the vibrant pulse of the roaring 20s. You can dance the night away with your friends, enjoy a champagne toast. There'll be past apps throughout the night, Gatsby style jazz trio, DJ entertainment, and uh, you can watch the countdown the New York City Countdown Live, and there'll be open bar from 9 to midnight, and that tickets are $75 per person to that. And there are plenty more on the site um, of our 50-plus ways to celebrate New Year's Eve in Rhode Island. Wow. That's that's crazy. I can't even believe we're talking New Year's. It makes no sense. I know. It's, it huh. just flies. It's so it's wild. It's it makes good. no sense. Well... Jennifer, you've been absolutely fantastic this Christmas season uh, here with us and this holiday season here with us, giving us all of the latest and greatest events. I would suggest anybody to go to riblogger.com. Make sure you see the hottest events in the state. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Have a great week. You too.
What an awesome show today. We had a lot of fun here. We'd like to thank you and wish you a very Merry Christmas. I got a couple of extra thank yous. I have to, uh, special thank yous I have to send out there. One, Christina, our producer, thank you very much for being here with us today. Also, Patricia Raskin, our co-host, Barry Habib with MBS Highway, top-ranked housing economist. If you missed his podcast, if you missed his segment, go to DespiritoTeam.com. Make sure you hear that. We're talking recession. We're talking current housing market projections. Make sure you see that DespiritoTeam.com. Also, Ashley Borden with Residential Mortgage Services and Jennifer Jaber with RIblogger.com. We can't forget George Metz with GMetz Moving and Storage, the Despirito team, and most importantly, you, our listeners. Again, Merry Christmas. Enjoy your time with your family. God bless you. We'll see you later. I'm Emilio Despirito, and we're going to catch you here on the Despirito Team Real Estate Podcast, right here on News Radio 920 and 104.7 FM.